Welcome to the Brew News Podcast, all the news that's fit to brew. I'm Andrew Jennings, and today we have a special treat. We are going to be interviewing David and Amy Neeson of Paddled South Brewing Company. This is a new brewery that's opening in High Point, North Carolina. Travis and I had a wonderful time down with them. So this is actually going to be a two-part episode. So enjoy part one of our interview with David and Amy of Paddled South. All right, today we are joined by Dave and Amy Nissen. Uh, they are the founders and head brewers and all the things for a new brewery opening up in High Point, correct? That's right. It's called Paddle South? Paddle South Brewing Co. All yeah. right. Uh, tell us a little bit about Paddle South. Yeah, I mean, it really kind of starts a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy and I met on a service project back in 1996 mm-hmm. and started dating, dated long distance for a while, and then... I moved down here in 99 and got married and started a family, but um, I say it started back then because I traveled actually from Minnesota, which was my hometown, (laughs) Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, just north of Minneapolis, and I worked my way down here and kind of the rest is history. Um, The name came from my love for the outdoors Mm -hmm. and... uh, the fact that I paddled south to come to High Point, North Carolina, and kind of spayed and made it my home. And but. several years ago for Christmas, my mom and dad gave him a brewing kit. Oh. So yeah. that is where his love for brewing started. I loved beer way before that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I loved beer way before that. Um, craft beer, really, though, I started getting into it probably early 2000s i mm-hmm. think that's when it really was starting to come onto the market right um heavily onto the market place and uh, my neighbor was introducing me to different types of craft beers and i thought this is really cool i wonder if i could do this and it took me years to get from wondering if i could do it to a gift to kind of spur mm-hmm. that on Sounds eerily familiar. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds kind of like Andrew just yeah, getting into just it. Just getting into it, yeah. But, but that yeah. is like a common theme that we see a lot of times when we profile these breweries. This guy's, you know, been home brewers for years mm-hmm. or just developed a passion for home brewing. Like, hey, I think I could take this into a full time job. Yeah. And so that's great. I I was interested to know where the name of the company came from. So that makes a lot yeah. more sense now. Like, that's a that's a interesting name. And I love the logo and we'll feature that on our social media. Thank you. Is the uh Brewer's Paddle mm-hmm. there with the paddle south. Yeah. So it's kind of a cross between the canoe paddle and the brewer's paddle. I like that a lot. Oh yeah. And that was one of those things. I mean we knocked around logos for months mm-hmm. trying to figure out what did we want to do, how do we want it to look. Uh, we played with what type of outdoor paddle are we looking at? Do we mm-hmm. want it to be a kayak paddle or a raft paddle or a canoe paddle? And I don't know how we dropped on a mash paddle, but uh, it was one of those things that it almost fit perfectly with what we were looking to do. Yeah, so, it makes sense for sure. Yeah. It's always fun when you have a logo that blends both brewing and the ethos of the company. So you guys, yeah. like the outdoors, have a lot of that. Yeah. And you guys, in High Point, so you have the Deep River, right? That mm-hmm. is true. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't think many people come here. For <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of people are That's stopping good. through High Point for yeah. their outdoor activities. Know, maybe but we can change that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. But we're situated in a great state for outdoor activities. I'm sure Minnesota, Absolutely. you probably had yeah, plenty of outdoor awesome. activities growing mm-hmm. up, too. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. 
you guys want to jump in and let's jump in. Try some beer. Let's, yeah, let's, jump in. All right. let's do that first. Let's do that before we get into anything. That's right. More more deep. <laughs> so the first one's a fairly light beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Hefeweizen, and it's really pretty much a traditional Hefeweizen. I mean, same malt bill that you normally would see. Um, I'm a big proponent of dry yeast. Believe mm-hmm. it or not. Um, I always, I feel like I always have success. Knock on wood, I, I say always, and my batches sitting behind you are probably going right. to come to pot. But um, I've always done well with dry yeast, and I've always liked the esters, the smells mm-hmm. that I get from them. Um, and I'm always on a mission to try to find a beer that I can make that my wife will drink. Ah. Because <laughs> that's sometimes a challenge, uh, not only make, but trying to go somewhere and find a beer that my wife would drink. She's the same way. Mostly wheat beers. Yeah. yeah. Mostly wit beers, Hefeweizens, Blondes, things like that. that. Sounds yeah. just like me. And I don't, she doesn't even look at the board anymore. She's like, just go up there and pick something for me and tell me what it is when you come back. <laughs> then I lucked out. Yes. <laughs> um, or did you because you have to share all of your IPAs yeah, with your wife. Laura really likes IPAs. So. <laughs> <laughs> it turned from not having to share your beer to sharing yeah, your beer. Yeah. So that's, that's always a thing, a challenge. Oh, yeah, that smells. So pretty uh, traditional banana, mm-hmm. clove. Um, this is one of those that I think the longer it sits, mm-hmm. the stronger the smell gets. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that. We've talked about even doing a clove tincture mm-hmm. um, just to add some of that clove mm-hmm. to it. Um, fermenting it with bananas as well has always been kind of an idea. So like too. a super heifer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we can do it. <laughs> a milkshake heifer. Milkshake heifer. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a milkshake. Put some lactose in and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But light, it's a pretty easy drink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very crackery on the palate. That clove isn't overpowering on the palate, but, you know, it's like you said, always when you smell a heifer, straight clove, banana, yeah. pretty much, and then some wheat. But that's a mm-hmm. lot of really good light, light cracker mm-hmm. on the palate. That's quite tasty. Uh, so, is this how often have you brew, do you brew this one for yourself? Um, I've I've probably brewed the Hefe three or four times in the last four nice. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to turn the beer fairly quickly, just well one because it doesn't stay great indefinitely. Right. Yeah. And uh, two, I'm always wanting to try something new mm-hmm. and do something different. I see something on the shelf. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can do that there go empty out what i got at the house real quick (laughs) that's right and that's the other trick i mean we're doing five gallon batches here and Mm -hmm. there's two of us drinking on it most of the time so there it takes a while you're speaking to andrew yeah right yeah it's it's so rough (laughs) i i started i switched over to two and a half gallon batches and i'm still having trouble getting rid of it all yeah um of course when the family cancels their fourth of july plans where you brewed five gallons of beer for it you're sort of like oh great that's what you guys are getting <laughs> yeah. the next time we come over so, is more beer that's right <laughs> no so you're uh you said you're brewing five gallon batches mm-hmm. and then are you kegging or bottling i'm kegging kegging okay. yeah I, I bottled one time and that was my first batch it's miserable it was horrible it's i've bottled every batch i brewed it is terrible it, that's why i switched to two and a half i was like I, I can bottle a case i can't bottle two cases ever again yeah, it, it was horrible <laughs> Adding the, the priming sugar to the bottles, making sure the bottles are really clean, sanitized, and then 
trying to transfer it. And at the time, I did a one-gallon batch. So, I'm, <laughs> you know, trying to make sure that I don't get the trip off the bottom of it. And I'm, I'm trying to get the <laughs> stick into the bottles and try to cap them quick. I, I, it was terrible. This is the worst. I would not relive that for anything. Yeah. And after, after that day, I'm, I'm sure you remember, I said, I'm buying cakes because this is ridiculous. But I immediately jumped from... Well, you knew right away you wanted to keep brewing, but he needed a bigger setup for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So... Needs the kegs and you need a kegerator. And that's what we were talking about before. I got a buddy who's a home brewer, and that's he's got a fridge in his garage, and it's got the nice tap handle up in it, and that's just how he does it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's coming next for me, <laughs> but not right now. Um, so, is this for the brewery? Is this going to be your uh, one of your uh, standard beers you can try and keep on tap? It probably not. Probably not. Yeah, um, that more than likely will be dropping uh, the early spring mm-hmm. um, or summer just as it's a nice light refreshing beer that we like we've talked about doing variations of this that's a little bit darker um, a little more spicy if you will mm-hmm. and dropping that in the fall mm-hmm. um, we're looking at being a three barrel system okay. Okay. so we want to stay fairly small you know people say to us, especially the people who we're looking to buy equipment from, they're like, are you sure you want to do three barrels? I mean, when you start to distribute, we don't really want to distribute. Mm-hmm. That's not our goal. Our goal is to create beer in smaller quantities that people say, I wonder what Paddle South has on tap right now. Mm-hmm. And we want them to continuously look to see what's new, what's different. Um, what we'll probably have on tap is at least one IPA, mm-hmm. probably two, because I love IPAs, and that's what I prefer. So, I mean, it is my brewery, or our brewery. Sorry. Well, yeah, but you're the brewer. And- <laughs> so, She's the boss, you're the she, brewer. That's right. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> the accountant and the brewer. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to be in charge of the money. <laughs> yeah. Typically, you're too busy brewing. No, that's a three-barrel, so that's good. You guys know your lane and where you want to stay in and that and we do Mm -hmm. see that with like smaller breweries like you know you're either you need to either focus on straight production to distribute or you need to focus on hyper local state no distribution and we've seen breweries that do both and it's kind of it's been that theme in the craft beer industry lately where the middle is where you get killed if you if you try and be kind of big just enough to distribute a little bit do you end up getting killed you need to be really big or you need to be hyper focused yeah. on your local and uh you guys have some good examples of that in high point too with uh, we've talked to the guys at brown truck mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that so you've got you know good models around you to look right. at for a good way to go about it as well yeah the, the breweries that are here are great i mean they really truly are and we admire all of them i mean ian at brown truck and mm-hmm. jeff over at goofy foot um liberty those are the primary ones here in town and they all have different products and they're all very unique but they they all seem to have been very successful as well mm-hmm. so and we like that we like the model that they've put out there for us for sure and what made you want to go from home brewing to the commercial oh let's open up a brewery what uh how'd you make that transition like you know let's take this pet project of home brewing and let's turn it into something here. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, jump in. And I don't know that time. it has a simple answer. <laughs> that's okay. Um, we got time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's kind of twofold, really. Um, 
you know, one, we're both teachers, Mm -hmm. which we adore teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, But at some point, we do want to make a transition from teaching um, to running our own business together. We love the idea of working together. Um, But also, it's just such a passion of his. Um, He would like to have more time to do it, so it kind of made sense to take this next step. And I think I've always had a little bit of a I want to be my own boss Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know, feel. And this was one of those things that from the moment I started doing it and the more I got involved in it, the more I thought, I just really like this. I really like it a lot. And my friends started saying, you need to, you need to share this with more people, you know? And then all of a sudden people are saying, you, you should sell this, you know, this is good stuff. You know what you're doing. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, and then I was thinking, well, you're my friends. So are you really going to be honest with me and tell me? <laughs> yes. or, are you just, or are you just saying, I'll drink your beer, you know, and I, I'd probably pay you for it if you needed me to. But, you know, it, it was kind of one of those things that it lined up with what I was looking at. And I'm kind of a point in my life where I think I've um, reached where I can look out and say, okay, I've accomplished some things that I wanted to accomplish, mm-hmm. but I don't know that this is necessarily what I want. So yeah. I'm backtracking now and uh, trying to figure out what I really want. And I think this is something that I really want and that I'm passionate about, that I'm excited about, um, that I enjoy personally. And I think the other piece of that is I've always liked surrounding myself with people and having a good time and sharing something that we all enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what better thing to do that around than beer, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And this uh, this sounds a lot like um, Brewprint. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah. Very similar. We did our uh, he uh, the owner there, Eric. 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 Uh, Mike. He wants to. Um, he was an engineer. <laughs> you can't have an empty glass while you're sitting oh, here. Oh goodness! Um, but yeah, he he was an engineer, and he decided he's like, what what should I leave my kids? Do I want to leave them legacy being an engineer, or do I want to leave them a brewery? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. when he transitioned over into that, and they've been wildly successful um, in Apex, North Carolina. So I, obviously, cool. obviously, we're hoping yeah. you guys are also wildly uh, successful. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. But you know, our kids are middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. So they're old enough now that they can actually kind of tag along on mm-hmm. some of these things that mm-hmm. we're doing, throw out ideas. Free labor. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's what we always yeah, I mean, say. You, know, you need a that's strong, strong really, back and weak minds is what I need around here. That's right what now. she was really saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they've already worked some. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah I we've mean, taken down the ceiling in the brewery, and mm-hmm. they helped with that and had a ball. So... So yeah, let's yeah. talk about where you guys are in the process because we're still pre-brewery right now. Yes. Yeah, we're recording this at your house, so we're not yes. in your facility yet. You guys aren't yeah. um, at that point yet. So where is your facility going to be? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it's 602 North Main Street. So to mm-hmm. help people kind of get an idea of where that is located, the new High Point Baseball Stadium is about a block over from us. Oh, okay. So that's very convenient for you guys. Yes. Now, did you have that facility before the city came in and bought all that space for the... I'm going to say you were able to get in 
right next to it. Right. Wow. Yeah. We yeah. did not. We knew we wanted to get near the stadium just from a um, sheer volume of customers. And yeah, you need that foot traffic. Yes. That's, I mean, that's what drives your points of sale and your customers is foot traffic. And with the baseball stadium, baseball season's long. They're going to have concerts out there. They're going to have all kinds of events. Mm-hmm. So you're perfectly set up for people. And hey, you see it in Greensboro, like at uh, what is it, at Joymongers, like when the Empire, when yeah. the game gets rained out, everybody's like, yeah, okay, let's go retreat to the brewery. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, the rained out. Yeah. And they're they're about the same distance. Joymongers is about the same distance from the Hopper Stadium as we are okay. from yeah. the Rockers. Uh, Sorry, they're called what? The High Point Rockers. High Point Rockers. High Point Rockers. Huh. Yeah. Paying homage to High Point's furniture market. Ah, yeah, get it. I, I see what it's you a giant that. rocking chair logo. <laughs> 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 Which, uh, they get points for uh, effort, but... Uh, I mean, it's better than yeah. the Dash. The Winston-Salem Dash. Yeah. Name for the hyphen. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so if they'll go rock for a while and then come drink a beer, we'll all be good. Yeah, right? Right? Absolutely. Once they stop selling in the seventh inning, be like, well, this is no baseball for me. That's right. Me, uh, <laughs> no, so that's, that's great yeah. that you guys were able to snag that kind of location. So you're renovating what was in that space prior that you're having to kind of... Convert it. Yeah, there's been multiple companies in there. I think there was a rug Retail. company in there and yeah. uh, travel company of some sort. It's very much a office shell. I mean, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That was what it was set up for, and that's the way it looks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, you walk in and it's just one big long empty room. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so it's your okay. empty palette yes. for you to make what you want. So let's uh, let's talk about that for a minute. What kind of theme are you guys thinking for your brew space uh we're gonna go with the outdoor theme okay of course you know with the mash paddles and the canoes and all that um and we don't have any ideas finalized at this point but that's what we're working towards okay good um so it's not that heavy industrial type thing that you see a lot these days a little more comfy Yes. A little more inviting, yeah. welcoming type But thing. we do want it to feel natural. You mm-hmm. know, we want to utilize what's already there. Uh, for example, when we took out the ceiling, it's actually pretty cool because there's actually another ceiling we have to take out. But when we start to break through that one, there are metal tiles that are oh. really cool looking. Oh, um, yeah, so we're hoping to get all that cleaned out. There's tons of wires everywhere. Um, it's an absolute mess. Um, but take care of those wires and hopefully reveal just a beautiful ceiling. And, you know, we took up the carpet. There's mm-hmm. some tiles that have to be taken up, and that's going to be mm-hmm. uh, some back-breaking work there. But, um, now, I mean, it's about a 70-year-old building. So mm-hmm. the original roof structure was timbers. And what we want to do is we want to go all the way up to that original sure. roof structure. And if show we take the out the metal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... We're gonna. We already know that we're gonna repurpose that metal because it's mm-hmm. a cool, old type of metal that you don't see that often in other places. So, definitely want to reuse that mm-hmm. and try to try to get as much out of that as we possibly can. But yes, definitely outdoor. Uh, definitely an open space. We're looking at opening up the front and the back. So when you're you come in, it's pretty much you can see all the way to the back okay. and out. Oh, great. The so, behind. will you have a patio space in the back or the front or both? Or? Well, we're going to have a little bit of patio space in the front. Okay. And then we've talked about actually building a cantilever porch over the roof. 
So oh, wow. um, okay. you'll walk out the backside and go up to a deck mm-hmm. that kind of hangs over the edge of the roof. So you can actually see over the buildings and the kind of center of downtown High Point. Okay. And hopefully high enough where you can see into the stadium. And that, <laughs> a little free baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves a little free baseball. Right. But it'll be, it'll be an outdoor space that I think people will love mm-hmm. to utilize. We originally yeah. talked about trying to use the entire um, roof for a patio space. And um, structurally, the walls can't stand it. So an engineer would have to come in and we'd have to do some serious renovating. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's something that we really want to do right now. But if we eventually... Uh, occupy the entire space. There's a property management company next door to us right now. If we occupy the entire space, then that would become very much a viable option for us mm-hmm. to build that up. Yeah. So you do have potential room for expansion and all that yeah. into the future. Yeah. So hopefully we can get enough traction behind this where a few years down the road, if that company decides to move and do something different, then we can take that space and expand and maybe even bring in a food option. Wow. And, and if they don't, they're great neighbors. Yeah, so it's all absolutely. Good. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but we're going to have to go up. walking next door to get beer. You got that right. <laughs> yeah. they, they close at 5 o'clock. We'll be open. So, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Well, I guess you want to have another pint? Yeah, yeah let's, let's do it. Uh, let's do another one. Another one. Next beer. Yeah. All right. So the next one, I believe, is um, I think this is the Tropical IPA. So he threw me off when he brought these out because he said he was bringing beer and then he brought out mason jars and you're in the south. So typically when somebody brings out a mason jar, it's, it's not, a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a not, little cloudy. It's a little cloudy, it's a little cloudy for moonshine, but we, <laughs> well, we have that. So, oh, do you know? yeah. so that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be bringing that'd that be a part two. Yeah. <laughs> That's the post interview. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a, a tropical, I believe it's tropical IPA. Traditionally, that uh, what you see now is the hazy New England style. I think that's strawberry. Is it that strawberry wheat? Yeah, I think it's strawberry. It does wheat. look strawberry-ish. Well, if I had a yes, yeah, so I'll back my, up. My relatively unsophisticated palate. That's why we have Travis. Okay. Yes. Busted sniffer. <laughs> that's probably strawberry. <laughs> no, you're right. Yep, that is the strawberry wheat. Yep, that's definitely strawberries. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, it's they look right. very similar. <laughs> <laughs> We're not picky, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time we've mixed up beers, and it will not be the last. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, the strawberry wheat kind of came in just from um, wheat beers in general. We usually have them in the spring and summertime. They're just light, easy drinking. Uh, we're a big strawberry fan. She loves fruit in her beer. And uh, we went and picked up 10 gallons of strawberries and yep. cleaned them up pureed them all pureed them and, and dumped it in and so you're looking <laughs> and then at you never want to look at a strawberry for about the next <laughs> that's six right. months that's right. <laughs> and going back to our boys are old enough to appreciate this they were able to appreciate the strawberries oh yeah, uh, yeah that, that is very strawberry heavy yeah, no, I feel like you have yeah. to use a lot of strawberries to get that flavor to come yeah. across. Yeah. Like, it's one of those lighter fruits that if you don't use much of it, you're not going to get it. Yeah, you'll never know. I agree. I've well, never had, had some strawberry ales or wheats before that you like, it, it's pink, but that's all I get. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no flavor profile to it. I want to at least be able to taste it and be able to identify the fruit that's in the beer. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But that is, it's a nice opaque color. It's got that little pink tinge to it. It is, does actually have a little bit of tartness from those strawberries, mm -hmm. which is nice. That makes you salivate just a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's a really good beer. Yeah, it's a nice little tart weed ale, mm -hmm. which is very refreshing, especially this time of year where it's been, I don't know what, not mid-90s. Yes. All right. The first <laughs> week. Yes. Yeah. Uncomfortably warm. Absolutely. So with you guys both being teachers, so I assume you're out of school at the moment. We are. Yes. Um, so you guys are working a lot at, on the space now uh, to get that ready to go. Um, what's your target open date? We're looking at spring of next year is our, our goal. Mm -hmm. um, an exact date, not really sure yet, just from the standpoint of we have, we have a lot of stuff to do between mm -hmm. now and then, and we recognize that. Yeah, but it's going to be tough to to open in spring, but we're gonna try. Yeah. And you're both going back to the classroom this fall? We are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So lots so of weekends. nights and weekends. Yeah, <laughs> lots of nights, yeah. lots of weekends. Some holidays. Um, and yeah, <laughs> and so, and we recognize that there's gonna be a lot of work there, but mm -hmm. I think the excitement of the opportunity and the excitement that we know what we're doing and we have an end goal and objective, that really helps us continue to be motivated and want to do this. And get it get it done really mm -hmm. we really want to keep it simple though too we don't want the space to be complex um, we want really the people to make it what it is we don't want it to be overly decorated or mm -hmm. anything like that we just um, we feel like the people that come will make the space what it is and that's what that's what our goal is as well we want to make it very family friendly and um, a place where people walk in and go, wow, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And they leave saying, wow, the beers were good. This is a place that I want to come back to. Yeah, I think that's a friends. big thing that you see in a lot of places now, like especially as a newer parent now. Like I have a new appreciation for having mm -hmm. spaces that like it's comfortable for me to bring my kids here. And, you know, we're that generation of millennials that are there now that are having kids that grew up or came into the craft beer scene as when we came of drinking age and maybe some people slightly before drinking age. Uh, details. <laughs> details. Um, but you know, now like you're at a point where those people are having kids and they still want to be able to maybe bring their kids or bring, you know, the dog, which is what we had before the kid. Now the dog gets to stay at home when the kids come because you can't have all of them. Um, right. Not everybody fits in the car. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing. Like you see, you want that nice friendly family atmosphere where it's comfortable for somebody to come by either after work or, Hey, let's make a outing this afternoon with the kid and mm -hmm. the family and it's somewhere we can go and sit and enjoy now do you guys have plans you said maybe potentially food in the future um do you have space for like ideas for a food truck rotation or anything like that or anything in along those lines yeah that's a good question and and one that we've batted back and forth as well with the city um the, the city definitely has to approve where those food trucks set. Mm -hmm. And we have a little bit of space on the road in front of us for a food truck. And a little bit a little of space, bit of space in, the back. in the back. So we definitely do want food trucks there, and we definitely want to have a rotation of food trucks. Um, we understand that's a big draw mm -hmm. as well. I mean, you want something to eat when you're drinking. Right. Yeah. Now, so <laughs> you need some of that little bit of greasy. Yeah, besides yeah. some pretzels <laughs> and some popcorn. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those little pre-mades that you can get. But, I mean, yeah, and it, it's nice, you know, like, oh, hey, if I can get a sandwich in me, I could probably have another pint and yep. be good to mm -hmm. go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Or you have that other pint and mm. you say, I need that sandwich. I need that sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I need, uh, yes. I need that sandwich <laughs> before I uh, take her to the house. That's right. <laughs> 
like, yeah. oh, well, we've missed dinner, so we might as well just uh, eat <laughs> That's here. Right. But, you know, we have seen that, you know, a lot of people, you know, of course, it's all dependent on the city for you guys, but I'm sure, you know, they'll be amicable about that, hopefully. I think they will be. Especially close yeah. to the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, right. you're going to have so much foot traffic that way. Yeah, that it's only going to help bring people in, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see that sometimes with the food trucks. People are like, yeah, the brewery opens in, like, now, but... The food truck there's people lined up for an hour before the food truck even gets here right. to yeah. have them you know some, certain food trucks draw so many it's people some food trucks yeah you get to like joy mongers when they have, like, drive past them when they've got some of the food trucks and it's just wrapped around the building for the food truck mm-hmm. yeah. no one's in That's the bar yeah. the food truck. <laughs> i'm gonna get my food first before they run out and then man, i'm gonna go man, take yeah, this yeah. in the yeah. bar because yeah. we've been there and seen food truck leave two hours before they were supposed to because they're out of food yeah. Wow. No, it's just, yeah, you never know. That's Some a good night for the food truck, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Hey, I sold out and I get to leave two hours early. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go or they get to stay and drink a beer. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's also a thing. <laughs> well, you know, the city is working very hard on revitalizing mm-hmm. High Point. I mean, they have Forward High Point. It's really trying to draw people to stay in High Point. Yeah. Um, and not only just anybody, but pretty much all of High Point University, any of those graduates they're trying to attract. Mm-hmm. that up-and-coming group and executives and you know trying to attract those high-paying jobs as well they really want it to be a walking city you know they want to create downtown to be you can walk wherever you want to mm-hmm. and it's going to be fun and safe and there's going to be restaurants and bars and um, shopping areas they're talking about an open kind of food court kind food of hall. thing food hall oh, yeah those, those are now, really nice so if that comes to fruition, which it sounds like the it's already been picked up by a contractor, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be right there as well. So even if we don't have a food truck, I mean, it's going to help generate, mm-hmm. you know, some foot traffic our direction as well as theirs. You're so, on a block with restaurant, great restaurant. Absolutely. Hey, let's go down here and have a beer real quick before we pop off to dinner or an after dinner beer or yep. something like that. Yeah. yeah. That all Neo has to do is wave his hand and it'll happen. <laughs> but High Point, yeah, I understand. They're, they're trying to get away from that marker where High Point is not just furniture market. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just a two-time-a-year town right. from where people right. can come in. <laughs> Having worked furniture market many times, I understand. Yeah, and I, yeah. Yeah, and I, I had as well when I was younger. And, it, you know, and I just, I really think that that's, they hang or hung their hat rather on the furniture. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, I mean, they come in a couple times a year. It's good enough for us. And then the other, you know, <laughs> 11 months, mm-hmm. those areas sit empty and yeah. nobody's downtown. It's just it really it was a ghost town. Yeah. But you're seeing traffic pick up down there, which is great. And I feel like we're in the center of it. I think it's going to turn into a very good location for us. Yeah, and you guys can get in on the almost the floor of this yeah. on the way up. So, you know, it's a really potentially very good time to open this brewery in this location. Hey, this part of town's on the rise, downtown's coming together, and you can be an OG player in that mm-hmm. revitalization. Mm-hmm. So that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I know when Greensboro revitalized a couple, I mean, they, what, at this point it was 20 years ago, around the turn of the century. I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> turn of the millennium. Uh, but, you know, they it was... You didn't go downtown in Greensboro in the nineties. I had some neighbors of mine that you know they were besides for clubs. Well, even for them, like they would just like when they went to college at UNCG, they wouldn't go downtown after dark uh, throughout the nineties. And then the two thousands, early two thousands, they started revitalizing. And it wasn't until we got um, probably the time we were in high school 
that it really got to a point where you can have you can go you can go out and dance you can go out and club you can go out and have restaurants they have and they've had so many restaurants open close fail whatever but we still have that same district area that's still mm-hmm. growing and they're still trying to figure out how do they turn downtown Greensboro into more walk, uh, walker friendly mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out which roads do we close how do we adjust the traffic patterns and all that Durham went through the same process uh, about the same time as Greensboro where I mean there's a reason why they called it the dirty D um, for <laughs> years because it was just it was a slum downtown and downtown is downtown Durham especially around the ballpark and especially around the ballpark very nice so you guys are in a prime location it sounds like and it sounds like you're yeah. going to hit a lot of the um, the notes that people want from a, a craft brewery and it's interesting to the um director of forward high point mm-hmm. is the same person who helped bring the grasshopper stadium in and helped bring in some anchor restaurants if you will like mellow mushroom mm-hmm. and other restaurants that are very attractive to people mm-hmm. and seem to generate a lot of interest and pull people in to that area and when you have that other ancillary items will start popping up Mm -hmm. to support that location and he did a phenomenal job with it i mean those apartments that are going in right there next to the stadium he got that rolling and he's trying to get the same thing happening here Mm -hmm. in high point he's trying to get a lot of high-end apartments put in that's going to attract people to downtown high point and it'll really change the face of it for sure That was a great first part to our interview with Dave and Amy. Uh, Tune in next week as we will continue this discussion, learning about how to start a brewery and continuing to have some more of Dave's great homebrew. Thank you for listening to this week's Brew News. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating in whichever app you found us on. We value your feedback and it also helps the show reach more listeners. If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries or with a brewery and would like to join us, feel free to tweet or follow us on Twitter at brew underscore news. We're on Instagram at brewnewspod, and you can visit our website, brewnewspod.com, where we will post links, photos, and tasting notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with more exciting brew news. Cheers. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how you could join the Brew News crew? We'll swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod and you can join us. We have three different tiers for all of our patrons. At the logger level, you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes. At the IPA level, you get early access to our podcast episodes, but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew. And you get special video presentations, including our Beer Miss Special. At the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod, and when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew.